Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. I'm Zoo. And we're doing something I don't think we've ever done before. We're recording an episode while the day star is still in the sky. Indeed, and there's and all sorts of hell breaking loose in my house, and I like it I'm, burns. I'm just podcasting. My house literally is burning. We had a smoke alarm go off about 15 minutes ago because my son's baking a cake and the oven is on fire. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's an it's an important rite of passage in a man's life. You know, the first time you try and bake and kill your family in a house fire. Yeah, I mean, my brother almost did it. He he actually, we had firemen come. It was like, I lived in a hotel for like three months as a kid because of my brother. He was making donuts. Yeah, if you're ever doing anything with deep frying, just a pro tip, don't leave the oil on high when you're not there. Because it's just going to go all over the place and burn your house down. Huh. Funny well, how that works. Okay, yeah, hey. Um, yeah, pro tip. Let's give a shout-out to our friends over at TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio, Stitcher.com, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio, WP Cycle Web Hosting, and by listeners like you. And the letter Z. <laughs> For both of us. Yes. Yes. I feel like I'm watching Sesame Street now. I know. We should, like... I don't know. We should, like, do a new show. It's like Z-squared. It could be our, our, our DJ duet name. Well, when I try and get the name Stolen Droids trademarked, and they come back and say, no, you can't do that because Disney or something, uh, maybe that's our, maybe that's what we do. Maybe we just rebrand. The Z team. No, we sound like a horrible radio zoo thing going on there. So it's been an interesting week of scandal. Yeah, we've got Trump being Trump. We've got Hillary being Hillary. We got WikiLeaks being WikiLeaks, and we got Samsung crap blowing up. Still. By the way, can I just say on the whole political spectrum thing? When Bernie Sanders, crazy, crazy, great, great, great grandpa Bernie Sanders, he sued the DNC, tried to sue Wikipedia, guy was nuts, right? But at least he had an effective campaign slogan of feel the burn, right? That was clever. Yeah, I'm like sh- Gary Johnson, who's got feel the feel Johnson. Johnson. What the crap? <laughs> that guy smokes a lot of weed. I'm not. <laughs> That's all we got to say. How come we haven't heard a leaked audio recording of Trump saying that that's his pickup line for women? Cause <laughs> <laughs> what, feel the burn or feel the Johnson? Because I think either one would apply to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody chlamydia has a better burning Johnson than me. <laughs> He'll give you chlamydia better than anyone else. Believe it. <laughs> feel the Johnson. My gosh. Okay, so that aside, we do have some scandal to report from Samsung. And it, it, as scandals go, it's mild, but it's not looking good. This this has been a really bad couple weeks, couple months now, I guess, for Samsung. They are just not having a good day. 
No, they're not. So, what what do we know so far? Let's recap, okay? The Galaxy Note 7 had issues with catching on fire, smoking, random spontaneous combustion, okay? It's like the second coming is happening and these phones have been deemed unworthy. The problem is, is that there's something with the battery design. Well, that's a problem because the battery is built into the phone and can't be removed. Even if you turn the phone off, it's still in there and the fault can still be set off. So Samsung figures out what's wrong, starts a worldwide recall on them. Okay, if that had been where it was left, it would have been embarrassing. But as we now know, there have now been, what, three replaced Note 7s that have also started to catch fire and smoke. It just in the U.S. Uh, I think there was also one in South Korea that went. I mean, and, and what's really, really frightening, <laughs> and we talked about this, I want to say in last week's, maybe it was the week before, actually, because it's all starting to run together, was Samsung issuing a statement saying, we are aware of it, however, it's from a different cause. Yes. I Yeah, I think we talked about that last week. It's like, that's not something you want to advertise. Oh, no, no, don't worry. This one is trying to kill you in a completely different way. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is I was in T-Mobile the other day, and I was I was dealing with a manager for some stuff that had happened a few months ago, and and he got on the phone with someone, and they started talking about an upcoming shipment of Galaxy Note 7s. And I turned to the girl that was standing next to him. I said, oh, you guys are going to get a new shipment of, of Galaxy Kabooms in, huh? And she looked at me. She said, is that a real phone? I, and I, I just kind of laughed and said, you're new here, aren't you? She said, yeah, I've only been here a couple of weeks. But, I mean, even, like, cell phone provider employees don't know what's going on with this thing. It's such a mess. Well, and I'm sure many of them, many cell phone providers, many major carriers here in the U.S., because they're kind of one and the same, are trying to keep the lid on this because if you already have one, they don't want to replace it if they don't have to. Yeah. And to try and jump out ahead of that, AT&T has actually stopped selling the Note 7 in the U.S., which I think is smart, considering it, all that's taken place. It's smart, but is it... Would you consider it drastic? I think it's drastic, yeah. I think it's drastic, but these phones have proven to be completely unreliable and, frankly, quite dangerous. The thing is, and the only reason I say this, because normally this would be a really smart move and I would be 100% behind it, but this isn't Alcatel. You know, this isn't some phone that has no market share from a company you've never heard of. You know, it's not a Cricket Wireless special or something you got from PC Metro or a prepay phone. It's a Samsung. Yeah, and it's one of their flagships. Right, right. Samsung has weight behind this. They have skin in the game. I find it interesting that AT&T would be so quick to drop it, but at the same time, it's not really a horrible idea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know, it goes back to what you were saying a minute ago where, you know, Samsung came out last week and said, oh, this wasn't caused by the battery. This is something completely unrelated. How trustworthy is this situation at this point? 
I mean, you've got people carrying around an $800 bomb in their pocket that could go off at any minute. And, I mean, that's that's unnerving. And granted, it's not everyone. The percentages are small. The odds of you getting blown up by your phone are fairly minimal. But all it takes is one or two people, and then a lawsuit happens, and you're paying out a lot of money that you wouldn't necessarily have to pay out if you could have preemptively avoided it like this. You know, if I'm being, if I'm speaking for myself, the worst part about all this, you know, aside from second degree burns, the worst part of this is that there's no way to tell. With with every other problem that's happened with uh, with Android phones, typically it's software related, right? It's security related. It's software related. You download the Stage Fright Tester, right, or the uh, the the Quad. What was it? The vulnerability. Yeah, the, the Quad vulnerability. You yeah. know, you download the tester. It says yes, you are vulnerable against this, and here's a patch coming out here. As it is right now. There's no way to tell if your phone, if you have a Samsung, yours could be next. You don't know. And it's frustrating to me because I've had my Note 7 since they launched earlier this year. You mean your S7, Galaxy S7? Yeah, my, my S7, my standard S7, which according to them isn't having issues. But yet we've seen a couple that are. Yeah. So it's like I look at my phone, my phone that I love, that I've been on this show repeatedly saying that it's the best phone I've ever owned, and I stay by it, but it's here on my desk, and I don't know if it's going to try and kill me any second. It's this horrible It's this horrible anvil just hanging over my head, and I don't know if it's about to happen or not. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, too, because you know I was talking to somebody the other day, and they asked me, you know, what's the best phone you've ever had? And I said, well, you know, I really liked my Galaxy S3. I loved my Nexus 5. And now I've got an S7 that I absolutely love. And I don't know that I can ever go to anything that's not Samsung based solely on the fact that Samsung has Samsung Pay. Samsung Pay right there is that big of a deal to me that I will probably be loyal to Samsung for very many years. The camera's good, too. Yes, However, there's I've got some trust issues now with Samsung. If it kills your entire family, maybe you won't actually stay with Samsung. Well, and I've I've briefly mentioned it on on the show before. I've got a Samsung fridge that I absolutely despise. You know, why can't it be my fridge that's catching fire instead of my oven? Probably because of the heat and cold. You know, thermodynamics and whatnot. But pesky you know, physics. I, I I hate my fridge from Samsung, but all the electronics I've ever had from them, I've absolutely loved. And Samsung Pay is a huge, huge deal for me. But now I'm thinking, how big of a deal is it if my phone could possibly explode in my pocket? Right. And I, I don't think I'm the only one that's starting to have trust issues with Samsung. Yeah. And and as I just said, it's it's frustrating it's like, oh, well, you know, I get it. Hardware issues fail. We'll replace it. Oh, hey, the replacing ones are also catching fire. Oh, um, well, don't worry. It's not this model. It's only this one model. But other models are catching fire. So it is definitely putting a huge black mark on Samsung. Um, and I, I think it's a burn mark on Samsung. Oh, oh, yep. Yep, that was yeah. good. That was well done. Now, the really funny thing here is that 
And we'll get into it a bit more here later in the show. We have a later another headline further down that we'll uh, we'll touch base on this again. Are is Samsung getting hit unfairly with this? Because there are other issues that happen with other cell phone manufacturers, systematic manufacturing problems that either they get a pass on or it seems to get buried, like the the news story gets buried. So I don't know if maybe this is just kind of the headline of the cycle only because there's an actual element of danger here. It's not an inconvenience. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Samsung is a major player. You know, if this was, if this was happening with, let's uh, say LG, let's throw out. Yeah. yeah. If this there isn't just LG, for the record, there isn't anything wrong with LG phones right now, but I, let's use a neutral. I, I think, I think LG would be getting, I think it, you'd see a lot of the same types of news headlines and stuff. Well, uh, but if it was like Alcatel or some piece of crap cricket phone, I think people would just kind of dismiss it, and that phone would just go away into obscurity, never see the light of day again. Like a BlackBerry. Um, I, I really do believe, though, that probably probably a big part of it is of the danger factor. Because there have been phones in the past. It's like, oh, well, yeah, this, uh, this series of phones, the battery was draining just super fast on everyone. Everyone. Even if it's a flagship phone, the battery just drained super fast. It was a problem system... Systemic with the entire line pissed off a lot of people, or um, the screen burn was a huge issue. You know, all of them are convenience issues. I think maybe this one is getting even more hype because it's an actual safety concern. That, and when the FAA actually comes out and specifically tells you don't bring your phone on board, maybe that's a problem. And there's another reason for because uh, a Note Seven, a repaired, quote unquote, replaced Note Seven caught fire on a plane yeah it's a good thing the plane wasn't in the air and i should correct myself it didn't catch fire so much as it just became a smoke grenade (laughs) which you still don't want right but open flame uh, you know that's a threshold of danger that the faa frowns upon if it's just smokes it's one thing you know if someone smokes in a bathroom stall, it's against uh, federal regulations. If someone burns inside a bathroom stall on a plane, that's the end of days. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Um, I think the worst part of all this is the evidence that's come out that Samsung actually knew that their replaced phones were also failing and didn't admit to it. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a note or an article from today, uh, but apparently on Tuesday they knew that a third Note 7, a third replacement Note 7 had caught fire, and they didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. Um, that's... I, I don't know if that's Samsung trying to hope the problem goes away. Or if that is Samsung trying to circle the wagons and figure out, okay, what are we going to do before they come out with an official statement? The the horrible thing about this, okay, so the gentleman woke up. This is a gentleman here in the U.S. in Kentucky. Woke up. His his house was on fire. His his home was filled with smoke. Uh, His phone was on fire. He had to go to the hospital from smoke inhalation. And just to keep 
people in mind here. This isn't like, you know, a pile of wood or paper, oily rags burning. This is an electronic device filled with chemicals you don't want burning next to you. Yeah, plastic generally is not something you want to inhale as it smolders. Lithium ion plates, you know, the batteries, <laughs> the, the, the screens. It's a lot of circuitry, stuff that you're not supposed to breathe in. So he went to the hospital. Um, Samsung knew about it and then tried to take the phone from him, saying that they wanted to investigate it. He said no. And then he gets a text message from Samsung. On this phone? No. Because that's impressive durability. <laughs> yeah, true. That might be an action. But they send a text message to him on accident. They're trying to text message someone else. And it says, I just now got this. I can try and slow him down if we think it will matter. Or we can just let him do what he keeps threatening to do and see if he does it. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's not good. Um, this is this episode, this um, article comes from The Verge, and um, typically I trust articles from The Verge. They uh, they maintain that journalistic sense of objectification. Objectivity. Which, yes, thank you. Uh, one is <laughs> objectification is what Donald Trump does. Right, him. right. I said it, and as I said it, I thought that doesn't sound right. I don't think I want to hold stand by that. Uh, but they flat out say, at this point, it's irresponsible for us to say anything else. If you own a Samsung Galaxy Note 7, you should immediately stop using it and return it for a refund. All of the major U.S. carriers will exchange the phone regardless of purchase date. It's like, this is this is scary stuff for them. Yeah. But yeah, this, I, is, this is not good. If there's a silver lining, it's that, you know what, I really don't need a galaxy note seven anymore i'm happy with my s7 <laughs> for now yeah yeah for now if there's no new episode next week then you know that both zook and i died of smoke inhalation in our sleep well you know samsung did release the s7 active i wonder if they'll re, re- um announce the s7 non-burny you know the inert <laughs> code name inert it, it uh, I, I was gonna say code name frozen an idea okay so let's jump into uh that next headline with that other manufacturer just because we're on the topic of phone manufacturers and failures and the news it gets we uh talked about this a few months ago but it seemed to get buried very quickly apple devices ios devices specifically that had what was being coined as touch disease which sounds horribly dirty <laughs> it's like chlamydia on your phone. Yeah, pretty much. Be careful. <laughs> that phone has touch disease. You wouldn't want to be seen with it. And it was happening to iPhone 6 and 6S's. I, we should reverse that because 6S's sounds weird. We'll say 6S and iPhone 6's. Nope, still weird. Anyway, there is now a class iPhone action. 6 models that have a 6 in them. Right, How's right. That? That's That's much easier to say. Um, there's now a class action lawsuit against Apple saying, you know, that this was a problem. You know, this continues to be a problem. You've done nothing to fix it or to repair it. Uh, if you need a, um, a refresher, the, the touch disease happens because the way they made a certain chipset in the six model phone where the heat spreader 
is not actually attached properly to the chipset. It becomes loose, and once that happens, it stops responding to touch entirely. I just, just like my that. ex-wife. I, I love that. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it gets loose, and we're talking about touch disease and, and looseness. and <laughs> It stops responding to touch. Yeah. No, um... The problem with this is is that there's no way to see if your phone has the problem. Just like the Samsung issue, it renders the phone completely unusable because there's no way to fix it short of completely tearing down the device, unsoldering the chip, resoldering it using a different compound, putting a different heat spreader on there, basically remanufacturing the phone, which I don't think most iPhone users are up for doing. No, and I don't know if you take that into the Apple Store if they're going to be able to 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 take care of that for you there. No, they'll just replace it with yeah. another one that may or may not have the same problem. Now, Apple has not been able to really get out ahead of this because as it's a hardware problem and not a software problem, it basically means having to go back and rebuild and redesign the entire line and issue replacements. Well, that would be great if this was its current flagship. It's not. So I believe at this point, it's just trying to get everyone over onto the iPhone 7 and pretend like the 6 issue never happened. Yeah, which is, I think, kind of smart in their their mind but the problem is they officially support the iphone 6 for what two years or something right three years exactly and so it's not going to be a problem that they can just make go away quickly it, well here's the thing they could they could if they simply said bring it in if it has been exhibiting the touch disease you know warts or lesions or something <laughs> we'll upgrade it you know, this isn't something like an iPhone 4S where it's years and years old, where it's no longer supported, where these people have obviously been sitting there with this problem for forever and they're getting a free upgrade. This is the most recent model that's not the flagship having a hardware manufacturing issue. If they were simply to say, come into an Apple store, oh, yep, you're absolutely right. You have this problem. Here is your complimentary iPhone 7 of similar make. Boom. Done. I, I, I think that's brilliant. But will they do that? I think under Steve Jobs, they would. They would have done it. And because, and not just because it's good customer service, it's actually also the cheapest way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, although I got to say, under Steve Jobs, I don't know that this would have been ever been an issue. Um, it happens, you know. It, it may have, but I don't know. It seems like quality was a lot... A lot better in... I will say this. Apple used to make iPhones in smaller batches, specifically for this issue. If one batch was found to have a problem, then the problem was limited to that batch of production, not the entire line. Yeah. So, maybe they can learn from this. I hope they can. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. This is just... This is crazy. Oh, and I just I just came across a headline here. Um, apparently, this morning another Galaxy Note Seven in Virginia caught fire. So the numbers are going up. To, it's just because they use that stupid unobtainium for battery. You know, <laughs> it's unstable. It happens. It happens. 
Okay, what do we want to talk about next? Mm, I don't know. We're on phones. Let's stick with phones for now. Okay. Um, let's stay with Verizon and a phone, the Google Pixel. Look, we knew it was coming. We knew what its name was. We knew all that stuff. We didn't quite know everything that Verizon knew, though, um, because they launched the phone before it actually launched. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Well, you know, I keep we keep talking about that. Amazon did it with the iPhone. Apple even did it with the iPhone. They keep putting out tweets and kind of ruining the big unveil. And I, I'm starting to wonder if this is planned. You know, I hadn't thought of that. I had thought that the more likely situation would be that... Someone just wasn't paying attention. Maybe, you know, it was scheduled to launch and they missed it, the schedule. They forgot the time zone. That happens. Oh, but, yeah. but you're right. This is happening more and more now across the board. Like maybe they're just hoping that this will add to the hype. Yeah. And that that's what I'm wondering is if it if it just they're doing it to add to the hype. If they're doing it to get people excited it's like, oh, guess what? Guess what was seen uh, out on Twitter, and then they hurried and deleted it. Right, right. And, and if people are wondering, what what do we mean by, like, how does that add hype? Here's how. So let's say it's 24 hours before an announcement, okay? The um, Apple is discussing putting a man in space, which is a grand departure from everything they've previously done. They need to make sure that all media presence is going to be there covering them. So it's 24 hours beforehand. So pretty soon they start leaking things. It may not even be accurate things. Just little things here and there, and then retracting it. They know that people, because it's the internet, let's face it, are going to be finding it. So one source, the New York Times, picks it up. Oh, hey, there was this lost tweet. Well, we know what journalism is now because we've talked about it here. So the New York Times won't vet anything. They'll just throw up content as fast as they can about this tweet that got deleted. The Washington Post will pick up on it. Gizmodo will pick up on it. And Gadget will pick up on it. They're all quoting the same source, and it becomes this gigantic echo chamber. But pretty soon everyone is talking about Apple and this tweet so for the 24-hour news cycle ahead of the launch of their actual product, everyone is already talking about Apple. So that way, greater emphasis is put on the actual news event when it yes. happens. This is how things work this way. So I hadn't put that together, but you might be right. Which it kind of bugs me because it makes me wonder if, we just, if they're playing everybody for fools. Considering how blah the entire Google Pixel line looks, I'd say yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nothing that I'm really excited about. I'll be honest with you. I'm actually quite disappointed. It it looks like my iPhone 4. But does it have a headphone jack? Yes. If Then it's better than the iPhone 7. But um, <laughs> I, I know we shouldn't put so much emphasis on how a phone looks. We should do it on how it's built and how 
well it runs, but let's be honest, okay? How it looks plays a big part into that too. What's really funny is Verizon launched it on their website and the very first feature it puts on there is that it comes with Google Magic. I don't know if that's a placeholder for something or if like that's actually how Google is branding things now. Yeah, what is Google Magic? Is that just like Google's Googleness? I mean, is that Yeah, what's the deal with that? I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, because Google does their thing and they do it well, you know, sell your information, make you a commodity and all sorts of stuff. But and makes you want it. (laughs) But they're really good at making you okay with that fact. Oh, yeah. Or or if you're not okay with it, you're you're okay enough to the point where you don't leave their ecosystem. So. Yeah, I I don't know Google Magic. I, mean, I I I just keep thinking, you know, that is that like iPhone Touch disease only happier sounding. It's they've actually opened a portal. You know, Google Magic is now flowing out into the world. Yeah, <laughs> going along Google ley lines, which you can find on Google Earth. Um, now we're not going to cover the Pixel a whole lot, and there's a very good reason for that. Because, one, there's actually not that much to write home about. It's not a bad phone by any means. Reviews are out. It's it's what you would expect. It's the next step up. Snapdragon 821, 4 gigs of RAM, uh, standard size battery, USB Type-C. Everything that you would expect from a phone. It's getting actually quite boring to cover these things. But here's the major reason we won't cover it much. And it's because it is currently only going to be covered uh, handled by Verizon. You can only buy one from Verizon. Well, not not 100% true. You can get it from Best Buy, and you can also buy it directly from Google. However, if you buy it from Best Buy, I've been I, I've seen stuff saying Verizon controls the updates. So, I mean, if you buy an unlocked phone that's controlled by one carrier doing the updates instead of the manufacturer, what's the point? Well, and it also comes with a bit of Verizon bloatware. Not, but not too much. only a little bit. Only, only a little, a little bit. bit. So really what they're saying is, this ain't the Nexus. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to have the, the Nexus experience, the pure Android experience, because Android's going to bloat the crap out of it. And they say they're only going to put maybe three bloatware apps on it. But if you're a T-Mobile customer, you buy your phone directly from, I don't know, Google or Sprint customer or whatever, you use it on their network, do you really need to have a My Verizon app? Well, and it only takes a couple bloated apps to really ruin the whole experience, which is what Google was worried about, which is why they had the Nexus line. What if it's a Verizon proprietary dialer? Guess what? You're going to use that a lot. And there's oftentimes no way to replace it short of rooting the phone. That's true. So, sorry, you know. Don't worry, it's only one app. It's the app you're guaranteed to use all the time. And it's the one app that could completely destroy your experience with the phone. But, hey, it's just one. I, I think... 
I think that this is putting Google in a really bad spot where it comes to the mobile device. And the reason I say that is because, okay, so you're doing away with the Nexus line. You're coming out with the Pixel line. Okay, sure. Times are changing. Nexus was getting long in the tooth. Hey, even Intel eventually moved away from Pentium as a marketing term, yeah. right? We get it. Okay. And hey, here's the new Pixel phone. And it's nothing huge, but if it's anything like the Nexuses, Nexies, Nexis, um, it'll be reliable. People will like it. But Google, you should understand by now that people are expecting a certain level of device. And this ain't it. There is now no phone that has the quote-unquote pure the pure Google experience. It doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. Which really kind of bothers me. Because, I mean, the whole thing was with Android, Google's putting it out there. You can do what you want with it. But there was always the Google experience. You know? Yeah. And that's just gone. <laughs> that face you just made was awesome. <laughs> I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Zoner just sent a very inappropriate picture to me. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> if you guys could see Zook's face right now, he he looks like he just ate like a bad olive or something. <laughs> I hate you. Okay, um, so yeah, that sucks. Thanks, Google. Moving on, okay. <laughs> I just really kind of destroyed the flow, didn't I? You really did. I'm but good at that. You did explain what's wrong with the internet, and that's the <laughs> fact that... This is horrible. Uh, Where did you get that image from? Is that from 4chan? Were you trying to segue into our next topic? I did. I actually pulled it off Imager. But, yeah. (laughs) It probably originated on 4chan. So, 4chan. The site of 10-year-olds and 10-year-old humor. Because here's what's scary about it is that you don't know what's what. If the person you're talking to or is posting things on 4chan is 10 or is 50 with the maturity of a 10-year-old. But uh, it turns out 10-year-olds don't pay a lot of money. No, they don't. They're having a tough time paying the bills. Now, they just got bought like last year, didn't they? Did they have somebody... um Come in and, and oh yeah, um, Hiroyuki Nisimura bought the site from its founder last year, and I think I remember covering that on this show. But and I, 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 I specifically remember us not caring in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, we really didn't. But you know, like it or not, 4chan has influenced the internet that we all know and love. Whether it be for good or bad, depending on your perspective. I would say specifically bad. I I would, too. I would, too. But occasionally I come across a gem like I just sent to you, and I just can't stop giggling. (laughs) 
because I'm like a 12-year-old boy trapped in the body of a 40-year-old man. But yeah, he anyways, he posted a message uh, saying, We had tried to keep 4chan as is, but I failed. I am sincerely sorry. Uh, so he goes on to say, um, Some notice there are no more middle ads and bottom ads on 4chan. Ads don't work well, so we reduced advertisement servers cost. 4chan can't afford infrastructure costs, network fees, servers cost, CDN, and except now. 4chan have three options. Halve the traffic costs, limit uploading image sizes, use slower servers, close some boards. Much more ads pop up, pop under ads, malicious ads. Because, hey, who doesn't like a good malicious ad? And more 4chan pass users, more features. So it sounds like... He's got some ideas for how to keep the site afloat. There's some problems here, though. Yeah. First off, spell check. Second, is someone dying upstairs? Is the Probably. fire raging? Probably. I better go shut the door. Hold on. Keep talking. I'll be right back. Okay. My 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 point was going to be that 4chan doesn't exactly produce a service that is worth paying for. It's like, if the only way you're going to be able to get access to stupid photos with mean drawings that took a whole five minutes on MS Paint to do is if you pay a subscription, then guess what? Most people aren't going to pay a subscription for that. Okay, it's not like Marvel is releasing their next latest web series only on 4chan, so sign up now if you want access to it. It's like, oh, if I wanted stupid images about something, I'd just Google them, and I'm sure they'd be somewhere. Yeah, it's not like that's the only source for bad MS Paint jobs. I mean, I I never go to 4chan yet. I see a lot of stuff from that site, so it's not like it's not like you can't find it elsewhere, like you're saying. Yep. Um. Now, when it comes to things like, let's increase the amount of ads, well, here's the second problem with that. Like it or not, um, 4chan's user base are much more technologically adept than they probably have any reason to be. Um, They are adept enough to live on message boards and use MS Paint, which probably means that they are adept enough to use ad blockers. So... Increasing the amount of ads isn't going to do anything because actually all you're going to do is slow down your servers further and no one's going to see them. Yeah. I think that this ship should just be put quietly out in the night. Give it a Viking's funeral, light the first arrow, kill it. Where do you think all those trolls are going to go, though? Reddit. Please, no, because I like Reddit. And Reddit has enough trolls. Well, all they have to do is open up their own subreddit, and boom, they're gone. They're off in their corner, okay? Uh, Do a 4chan sub. I I wonder if there already is. I love Reddit, too. But you know what? I can exist on Reddit, and Reddit also has a Donald Trump subreddit. That is true. Oh, there... There is a 4chan sub on Reddit. Boom. Done. Just move it over onto them. Let Reddit servers 
care you guys? Like, why is this even still a discussion? That's actually not a bad idea. Now, the problem with this idea is that it takes someone with a mentality above that of an average 10-year-old to come up with. So we'll see if they do it or not. Because <laughs> I'm not going to tell them. Well, you may just have. We may have already given... We may have planted those seeds now. I'm quite sure that uh, none of them are cultured enough to listen to our show. We are far too highbrow for them. <laughs> Which is saying a lot. I'm going to swirl my <laughs> cognac now in my drinking jacket. Well, you smoking have jacket, a, smoking jacket, not drinking jacket. Uh, no, well, you know, drinking, you drink in your smoking jacket. So why can't it be? A... <laughs> Did you just swirl <laughs> water up onto yourself and into your lap? I may have. <laughs> this is why we don't normally record during the daytime. We're asleep then. <laughs> You never know what's going to happen when we're, like, fully cognitive. Cognizant. <laughs> Cognizant? Is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, this is, like, this show is just a train wreck. It's so much fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking about websites finding ways to make money. So, Facebook, in its ultimate quest to be everything, may have learned a horrible lesson this week in that they don't want to be everything. Yeah. I would hope they learned this lesson. They tried, I would hope so. They tried to launch their own classified service a la Craigslist. And I guess it was only available via the mobile app. Right. So um, if, if you don't use the mobile app, then you never saw this. Well, you may have been better for it because no sooner had they opened it up than immediately people are selling drugs, um, sexual favors. Babies, hedgehogs, drugs. Oh, yeah, you said drugs. Hedgehog babies, all sorts of different stuff. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, what did you expect? Citing a technical problem, because, of course, everything at Facebook is a technical problem right now. They said that the content filter that said whether or not certain things were allowed to be posted wasn't working as it was supposed to. Something went wrong. It wasn't working. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm fairly certain that Facebook's entire content detection team is just a bunch of illegal immigrant workers in a shipping container somewhere that only get to see sunlight like 10 minutes a day. And everything actually funnels to them and it's up to them to click on stuff. Because there is, there doesn't seem to be any algorithm that's in charge. If you think about everything that gets censored from Facebook, it doesn't make any sense. It's just kind of like funnel it to the dock workers, which, which is their code name for it. Funnel it to the people in the shipping containers. Oh, content filter hasn't worked for a week. Oh, better check on them. See if they're still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I can't think of a Richmond. It's like Richmond on the IT crowd. He's just there behind the red door. You don't open the door. And when you do, you're always like horrified at what you find. Uh, but yeah, this is crazy. I mean, someone was selling tamales 
<laughs> I mean, forget about the drugs. Forget about the baby hedgehogs, which were 50 bucks each, by the way. Um, forget about all the other stuff. Somebody was selling tamales for two bucks a piece in Kentucky. I want some tamales. That sounds good right now. Now, there's a major reason behind this, and I could see why Facebook thought they were filling a need. Um, in my area, there's what they call indoor yard sale sites, and they're groups on Facebook. Um, the city I'm in has one. The city doesn't run it. Uh, it's just a group on Facebook, and people will post Heck, I post things all the time. My wife has better luck with it, but I'll take a picture of something. I say, I'm selling this for this much. It's located here. Someone will will like it or link someone else to it or comment in it saying, yeah, I want it. And then the two people message each other, see if it's there, and the deal's made. So it's serving, it's trying to fill a niche. I get it. I don't know if Facebook understands they can't just run off half-cocked like this, which is exactly what they've been doing with every feature they've had. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, now, they have issued an apology, um, citing exactly what I previously said, basically that, uh, oh yeah, that uh, our content filter wasn't working properly. Uh, we will strive to make this better. But my question remains, should you? Like, this is a service that not even Google offers. That should say something. I think there's a lot of liability, especially, I mean, KSL is a site here in Utah, or a news channel, news network, um, and their website has a classified section. And they, when there were... uh, there started to be a lot of controversy regarding the second amendment and selling of firearms. They took down their firearms section. They said, we don't want this liability. Not that there's really any liability. Maybe there is. I don't know. I wouldn't think there would be, but they just said, no, we're not going to deal with it. And they do that with a lot of different things. There's a lot of things you can't sell. Whereas Craigslist is like, you know, you need hookers and blow hit, hit Craigslist. And now it's you need hookers and blow and baby hedgehogs hit up Facebook. I don't even want to know how that would work. Like, I mean, I lived through the 80s and early 90s. There was a lot of things to do with hookers and blow, but never a hedgehog. I'm sure somebody could figure it out. Maybe Richard Gere would know. I just imagine the most horrible Sonic fan art right now. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) we all went there. We all knew it. Rule 34. Um. I personally think that classifieds are something that should be better kept to a local area. I think you're right. Even Craigslist, if you go there, it breaks you down into your region. Now, some regions are bigger than others. For instance, for a while, Utah had an entire region to itself because there weren't enough people. But now it's broken down by city. In other areas, there's tons of cities in fact, you'd be better to search by city. And that makes sense because it's kind of based on population. But I just don't think that an entity like Facebook is well suited for doing it across everywhere. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. Um, let's move on to more social networks trying to make money. Twitter. Uh, we talked about Disney last week looking at buying Twitter. Turns out we weren't that far off. A lot of analysts were believing that, yeah, it was for live streaming capabilities. But 
they're not putting a bid in on it. In fact, it seems so far that uh, no one is putting bids on it that haven't already, uh, which would be Salesforce, which is interesting. I don't know what Salesforce.com would do with Twitter. But because Google is not putting a bid on it and Disney is not putting a bid on it, uh, Twitter stocks are dropping significantly. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is an interesting story because I really like Twitter. I like I like the platform. I'm not a big fan of some of the changes and some of the censoring that they've that they've done in the past. But I like the concept a lot, and the fact that they've never been able to successfully monetize what they do is disconcerting, and we've talked about that before. But now the fact that possible investors are looking at it saying, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any money there. Why would we buy it? You know? I, well, we've talked about this a long time ago, actually. We dedicated like an entire segment to it talking about it. Is it a profitable business model? And I've always been of the opinion that no, it's not. It's basically just glorified, um, glorified text messaging. Yeah. That the world can see. I mean, I see the point behind it, but it almost seems like something that should end up being almost a public service, which doesn't feel right either. I'm not saying that's 100% how it should be, but it just doesn't, it, it, at the same time, it doesn't feel like something you can sell tickets to. Yeah, I agree. Um, we're actually running out of time here much faster than I thought. Um, let's jump into Yahoo cause it's the biggest headline left. Yeah, they um, they were scanning emails a lot more than they said they were. I originally remember when the NSA's uh, whole Project Prism came out and Edward Snowden and everything happened, uh, Yahoo very famously refused to release information to the government and said that they would hold out as long as possible, despite the fact that the government was looking at finding them per day so much that it would bankrupt them almost immediately. And uh, we really cheered for Yahoo for that reason. Yeah, no, turns out they were actually scanning email for the NSA the whole time. They were fine with it. Yeah, they built custom software to search all of the incoming email for specific information. I mean, granted, it was they were looking for keywords and specific, you know, phrases and whatnot that might tip them off that something was going on with that particular account. But they basically said one thing and went and did another, which we don't like on this show. No. No, we actually uh, dislike it greatly. Yes. Um, well, screw you too, Yahoo. Yeah. Well, the biggest twist of the knife happens when, uh, when confronted with this, they say... Uh, Uh, let's see here. I'm actually reading this because I haven't gotten to this article yet. Uh, and it's by Tech Dirt, So it's not exactly quick and easy to get through. It's better than a Wired article, but it's not. It's no BuzzFeed link. <laughs> True. So uh, Yahoo has a PR firm that uh, they issued a statement regarding it. And it's not necessarily a uh, denial. In fact, it's uh, listed here as a non-denial. But they don't really care. Yeah, they they came out and they said, quote, The article is misleading. We narrowly interpret every government request for user data to minimize disclosure. 
The mail scanning described in the article does not exist on our systems. So it's kind of a denial, but sort of not really. It's like, I mean, yeah, we do it, but we don't do it the way that they say we do it. Uh, well, and what's really great is that uh, there's this tweet uh, that someone has put on there, or quote-unquote text message. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> it says, media to Yahoo. Did you eat all the cookies? Yahoo, with crumbs and smeared chocolate around the mouth. We do not have any cookies. <laughs> and that's, I mean, yeah, there, it's it's like Bill Clinton defined the word is. What What is the meaning of the word is, you know? And, I mean, they're playing semantics. They're playing word games. They got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. And now they're trying to get out of it gracefully. It's like a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. You get caught with a cookie. I was getting a cookie for you. So, yeah. I mean, and someone else tweeted what Yahoo could have easily said. We did not have, or we have not conducted such scanning. We produce content only about specific accounts. That's what they should have said. But they didn't. And and then the NSA neither confirmed or denied the Yahoo story. Because the NSA neither confirms nor denies anything, including its own existence. Right, right. They may or may and, not exist. Yeah, and that's that's a big warning sign right there. But guess big what? They exist. Flag. They do exist. I drive past them every day. And they scan your phone like crazy, I'm sure. That's when I just turn my phone onto a looping sound of Allah Akbad. <laughs> you listen to Islamic prayers as you drive by. Turka Turka, Muhammad, Jihad. <laughs> um, Eat some falafel. Yeah. <laughs> just I just throw out random words that I've heard on movies. <laughs> See what happens. Oh, I'm not nearly. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say I'm not nearly white enough to actually get away with that. If that yeah, they're they're going to shoot you down one of these days. You'll be driving down the road, and they're just going to like rocket launcher your car, just blow you up as you drive by. Oh, I doubt they could take my little Saturn of Fury. Um, last headline: Verizon again. Not a great thing going on here. It's hard for us to keep in mind, but in a lot of areas, Verizon is actually also a telephone provider. Not like cell phone, like actual landline phones. Which means that occasionally when there is something that's gone wrong, they have to go out and repair copper lines. Well, they've been doing little... um, tactic here to get around doing that that may not actually work it's not illegal per se but they have instead been wiring homes and businesses and areas up to wireless cell service so instead of going in over the copper at a certain point the coppers you know the old school phone services is converted to cellular service and beamed to a verizon tower now on one hand I get that. That's actually a very smart idea. And the idea of copper service is kind of laughable this day and age. With the internet being what it is, it's laughable that they have to even maintain copper lines. So, I don't think this is a horrible idea. Except for one massive problem, and that is 
copper lines have to exist by fire code. This isn't just a Utah thing. This is a U.S.-wide thing. See, copper lines don't require power to run. They can carry a signal even if power is cut to a building, which is why a lot of fire alarms in commercial buildings are wired to copper landlines. Elevators also require them, because what goes out in a fire? The building's power. Generally speaking, it didn't happen with ours tonight. We we still had plenty of power, but there like, was just mostly smoke. You're also not a commercial building. I'm but, not. So a lot of alarm systems, you know, Oh, don't worry, we cut the power. No, it doesn't happen that way because the alarm system is hardwired into an actual copper landline. So even without power, it can still report. So in doing that, Verizon has actually endangered quite a few clients. Now, they claim it's because they have an aging copper infrastructure. It'd be so expensive to replace. It can't stay dry. As soon as water gets in the line, it screws it up. Um... It's too expensive to blow out the lines frequently. Batteries have to be replaced. It's just an aging system. And guess what? They're not wrong. But I don't think this is necessarily their call. It's kind of like, no. you know, it's kind of like Toyota saying, and I'm not throwing Toyota under the bus here. I'm just throwing out a, a large car manufacturer. It's kind of like Toyota saying, you know, these, uh, these tires that keep getting put on our cars, they keep having to get replaced, and that's causing a real problem. So now, when people come in for new tires, we're just replacing them with jet engines. They'll hover from now on. It's a cool idea. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. However, it's not exactly standard. It's not exactly what's advisable. Um... It's not recognized by the government. It hasn't been regulated in any way. Like, maybe you should work on building a new infrastructure before you just start randomly giving us futuristic features that don't work with the existing infrastructure. What's worse about all this, above everything we just said, turns out Verizon issued a memo to all repair workers that if they don't replace copper with these cellular repeaters, they could be fired. Yeah, that's not a good thing there. That's not a good... I, I really wonder how this is ultimately going to shake out. Yep. Um, I lied. We're going to do one last headline just because... Let's let's end it on a slightly more positive note. Uh, you know those Amazon reviews you see when you buy a product and it says, Full disclosure, I received this, this item at an incentivized cost or a discounted cost or I was sent this item for free to review it. And those reviews are almost always overwhelmingly positive yes yeah amazon's banning those now you know i think that that's good though oh it's totally good i i think that's a really good thing because there's nothing i hate more than buying a product that had great reviews and i find out it's a piece of crap and then you look deeper into the reviews and everybody that did the review is either an employee of the company or they were paid by the company to do it, or whatever the case may be. They're bogus reviews. So, I love this. Yep. Well done, Amazon. Well done. Now, we do not have favorites this week. It was, it's was. it been quite the week. Yeah, it's just been a weird week. So, we're going favoritless. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like um, No Pants Friday. Y- it, you, so. my dear listener, are my favorite. 
Yes. So you guys are our favorites, and thank you for putting up with our BS. Hey, uh, we didn't get any feedback this week, but we would love to hear from you. Write us feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Uh, mention us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Do whatever. you know. Leave a message on the site that's not spam. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.